1: that's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast, audio, and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard.
0: with your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. Kathleen Panning, who has been an ordained minister for over 35 years, brings her experience to your ministry, be it energizing your staff or working through conflicts with your faith community. So now, please welcome the host of Flame Ministry, Pastor Kathleen Panning
2: welcome this is a flame ministry and we are here as always on the BBM global network and tune in radio um I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, and this is a show about ministry for people who are um, either professionals in ministry. You may be a priest, pastor, rabbi, imam, uh, whatever that title is in your faith community. This show is for you. You may also be in a position within a faith community as a member of that community where you have some leadership role. And if so, this is also for you um, as a show for that. And there are times where we have a guest on who helps us try to build some bridges between faith communities and dispel misunderstandings. And at other times, we have guests that um, talk about issues that are kind of common to all faith communities because they're uh, issues about people or maybe, as today, about um things within leadership, uh, within a faith community. And my guest today is Dr. Mary Highland. Uh, she is a board and leadership development consultant who works with nonprofit leaders to ignite and unleash the potential of their boards. Her deep expertise and over 40 years of hands-on experience bring credibility and confidence to nonprofit leaders who she understands because she's been there. Uh, Mary coaches and mentors, executive directors, and board leaders. Mary is a speaker published author and researcher she has a phd with a focus on nonprofit leadership she has a weekly podcast called inspired nonprofit leadership conversations to inspire inform and support nonprofit leaders uh, and you can learn more about mary by visiting her website which is www.hiland which is h i l a n d Consulting.org. And when you go there, she has a free gift for you. Um, but listen to the show first before you go there. Um, you can also contact her at Mary at Highland And you can get a free consultation with her by going to TalkWithMary.com. Um, and we'll give all of that information for contact again at the end of the show.
3: Mary, welcome to
2: A Flame Ministry.
3: Thank you so much, Kathleen. It is a real pleasure to be here. Um, you,
2: you know, we met a couple of months back at, at an event, and I know that you work primarily with um, nonprofit organizations. And when we first met and you talked about that, I was thinking, you know, things like the social nonprofits and um, organizations that Uh, Take care of dogs and cats and uh, those kinds of nonprofits. But, you know, as we talked, I realized that what you do can also help congregations because every congregation, regardless of faith, is a nonprofit. We're there, uh, you know. It's a nonprofit organization, so um, we talked, and uh, I asked you to come on the show, and you said yes, which was awfully nice yeah. of you. <laughs> um, so, Thank as you. we think, when we think about this, um, we're going to be talking mainly about the members of a faith community, and I'll use the word congregation as a generic term for any kind of faith community. Um, the members who are usually volunteers who may be elected or appointed to be on the leadership board, whatever that's called, uh, within that faith community. And so we're not really talking about paid staff at this point in time, but mainly these um, volunteer people. Um, So just so people who listen know which group we're talking about, but it impacts the staff as well, the paid staff. So as we think about that, what are some elements of an effective board or leadership team like this?
3: Well, thanks for asking that, Kathleen. Um, Let me just add that I have worked directly with faith communities because they do have these leadership groups and there's many things that are in common when you're trying to pull together an effective group to provide leadership to an organization and of course faith communities are organizations i'm i'm going to reference uh, a gal whose work i found really, really helpful. Uh, Her name's Deborah Pruitt, and she was an anthropologist, and she went all over the world and studied effective groups. And really, when we say team, we mean, I think the same thing. You've got a group of people together, and it starts with purpose. You know, I think that sometimes leadership groups form, and they don't have the conversation What is our purpose? What is the result we're trying to achieve? And so that really is the first element and I think the most critical thing. And people can gloss over that, you know, they can say omission and it it, it, without defining it and really having an explicit conversation about it, different people in the group can have different ideas. So there's, there should be opportunities or make opportunities in your group, your leadership council, to first talk about what's our job? What are we – what's the result we're trying to achieve? I like to you encourage know, people to ask questions. question. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. when – that's really, really important.
2: And, you know, I wish I had done that more often with uh, – especially at the beginning of a new uh, – cycle after new people are brought onto the, the the church board or council. And, you know, because often we think we know what it is, but like you say, everybody's got us, it, it, we can't assume everybody has the same definition, the same understanding about that. That's right.
3: That's right. And there are different time horizons for it. So some people may be thinking, you know, this is our mission, for example, for the long term, we'll be here forever, it'll never get achieved, which is not a negative statement. You might just be so aspirational that you're really shooting for the stars. But then also every group needs to come back a little closer to reality and say, mm-hmm. you know, if we're really successful in advancing this mission we care so deeply about, what are we going to accomplish three years from now? And that might be the vision, the goal, the purpose that inspires and focuses your team in the moment or for your immediate work or your near term work. Uh, could so I even I think be that's as important yeah it could even be
2: what is our basic goal for this year? You know we could even bring it a yeah. little closer in than that um, because I've worked with some faith communities where three years seems like an eternity. so you know having a much more near-term <laughs> goal um, and and especially in these day and age when things are changing so rapidly, we may have That's to pull right. that back.
3: We may have to pull that back. Well, I do encourage people to at least go out the three years to say, what, what would be ideal? And then maybe come back and say, given that, what do we want to do this year? So I think that's that a good, that very good too.
2: Yeah, that's a very good point. Unfortunately, we have to take our first break already. So there's so much more <laughs> to talk about, including some of the dysfunctions of a leadership team and what that's all about. So this is the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, on Flame Ministry. Stay tuned because we're coming right back.
1: French Rastafarian baker Chef Ugmat is a fourth-generation baker and has worked in 11 countries across three continents. Born in Mulhouse, France, he began apprenticing in his father's bakery at age 12 and has devoted his life to learning cultures of the world from inside kitchens across the globe. He also teaches traditional French baking by hosting demonstrations and classes, and his passion for baking is reflected in his delicious confections. With a deep respect for discipline and his Rastafarian way of life, Sheikh Ouvmat exemplifies commitment to tradition and culture in a global world. Traveling And combining a myriad of flavors into his recipes, Chef Ougmat brings a unique approach to baking. To read more about the French Rastafarian baker, visit www.FrenchChefOog.com. That's H-U-G-U-E-S. Bon Appetit and Bless Up.
0: If you seek a courageous advocate, prepared to champion your rights with consumer service agencies that support aging populations, Carol Ann Hamilton is the one for you. Carol Ann is an elder care coach, author, and speaker with a quarter million hours lived experience successfully supporting uncopable aging parents. As a result of a challenging journey, Carol Ann revolutionizes how stressed out caregivers restore serenity to their worlds. She also brings over 20 25 years of change management expertise in Fortune 500 settings to catalyze urgent transformation within the elder care industry. Carol Ann is a popular speaker at conferences across North America. She has appeared via TV, radio, and print globally. Now you can tune in weekly to get a dose of her inspiration, plus down-to-earth advice to cope with even the most difficult aging parents. Listen Wednesdays at nine a.m. Eastern on Bold Brave Media and Tune In Radio.
2: We are back and we are here on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. This is A Flame Ministry. I'm your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, and my guest today is Dr. Mary Highland. Uh, she is a board and leadership development consultant who works with nonprofit leaders. And every faith community is a nonprofit. So, Mary, before the break, we were just beginning to start to talk about what makes an effective team. And uh, to remind listeners that we're talking about the volunteer leaders uh, who are either elected or appointed as a Uh, a board, council, whatever that term may be, uh, to run the business of the the congregation. Um, And you started out with reminding us that it's it's really important for everybody to be on the same page as to what our purpose is, to kind of have a three-year goal and then maybe pull back to a one-year goal. But there are more elements to an effective team.
3: Share some more of that with us. Thanks, Kathleen. Um, well, actually, you got to have the right people on the team, and that isn't one of what Dr. Pruitt's uh, six elements are. But I will say that I think that it comes—that comes next. That when you know your goal and you know your purpose, that—and I realize that groups that are in place. And they might have people rolling off their their group and then they're electing new people. You don't have the luxury of saying, oh, this is where we want to go and start from scratch a clean slate, bringing on the yeah. people you think you need to get there. But uh, given what you have in the hand you've been dealt, it's still important for you to say wh- what kind of skills, competencies, um, connections. Capabilities, uh, do we need to have around the table or with us to accomplish that purpose? And not every team or group that we're talking about, I, w- I want people to realize that you don't, you know, they're all volunteers on a nonprofit board, on a church council. Technically, people don't all have to be official members of whatever your group is, whatever you call it. They could be volunteers yeah. that. Also participate in partnership with you, but just help out so you can expand your capacity. But I would say that a second thing to think about is really who's yeah. here. You know?
2: And Some of yeah. that will depend upon the organizational um, constitution of the group, if you will, Absolutely. if there is such a thing. Because mm-hmm. um, some of the groups I've been a part of, those who serve on that leadership uh, council as that I was used to calling it, um, the constitution requires that they be members. So, you know, sometimes the pool is a little more limited as to who we can have there. But even within Uh that, you know, we can still be proactive in thinking about who we want on that because of the kind of person they are, even if they don't have all of the skills we're looking for. You know, mm-hmm. the attitude of the person, the willingness oh. to learn and to grow, um, that can be just as important as any skill that they may have.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, when I talk to people about what are you looking for when you do need to add to your team, uh, a couple of, there's a, a list that I use, but commitment, commitment to the purpose. Are they yeah. uh, really, really uh, passionate about helping with the purpose, because you can't teach that. Skills you can yeah. teach, knowledge you can give, but that commitment is really important. And of course, character. And we maybe, you know, in church settings, we assume everybody has a character, but uh, you know, I think you just want to be sure that the person. Um, is the type of person you need and that they will be compatible with your culture too, the culture of the group mm-hmm. that they're going to fit in. And there's ways to make sure you have that. But once you've got the right team and once you all know what your purpose is in terms of composition of your team, the right people, then the most critical thing that um, I think needs to happen is to have agreements. And these are very broad agreements. But, I mean, you can have agreements for everything. And you do have agreements. They just may not be explicit. But it's really about how are we going to get this work done together. So we have the purpose. We have the people on the team. And then we talk about, you know, what's your process? How are you going to get things done? And in order to do that, you you need to talk about it and say, you know, what's – How? what's our way of being? You know, what kind of ground rules do we have for how our meetings are going to be held? Um, What's another element of an effective team is accountability. And this is one of the dysfunctions where you don't Mm -hmm. have any accountability. People go out and they say they're going to do things or you have an understanding that something's going to happen. And then you don't know what to do when it doesn't happen because you didn't have any agreements ahead of time about what's going to happen if, if somebody doesn't do this. What do we expect of each other? So those mm-hmm. are, are some of where we get into the real challenges with teams and how they're working together. I'm sure you've seen some of that, Kathleen, in your work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I, and any faith leader would be able to say the same thing. You know, it, um, mm-hmm. So we've all had those experiences of somebody who – says yes, I'll come, I'll be a part of this, and then doesn't show up for meeting after meeting, or says yes, I'll do this, and you know for whatever reason doesn't do something that they've committed to doing, and that puts everything else kind of behind uh, on in a schedule, or uh, things just kind of fall apart. So um, yeah, uh, we could yeah. all probably share the. Um, the battle stories, so to speak, of
3: those kinds
2: of situations. Yeah. Right, and
3: I've seen Um, stories. But what can really help is then you get an explicit agreement. Before you have to deal with somebody and it's personal, you get an agreement as a group. What are we going to do if someone isn't able or just doesn't do what they say? And that's what I call an accountability process. And it's very powerful and it's very freeing when everybody in the group agrees on that because it's not personal then. It's not about the person. It's about, you know, we agreed we'd support and help each other if something came up. Yeah. You know, we couldn't do what we needed to do.
2: Yeah, and I like that. And I like the, the idea of an agreement about how we talk within a group and and we could go into many different aspects of that agreement but we have to take another break <laughs> so this time is going very quickly um this is a flame ministry and we are here on the BBM global network and tune in radio we're coming right back to talk about things like trust and building trust in a team so stay tuned <laughs>
0: Master of Words, Powerful Claire. What life changing words can Dr. Janet Smith Warfield pull out of her magical toolbox that just might mysteriously open a door you never knew was there? A door to free yourself from fear forever transform your rage into right action, release your guilt, position you into a life of freedom, purpose, passion, power, and peace, all quite suddenly, unexpectedly, and almost miraculously with no effort on your part. Join Dr. Janet every Monday at noon Eastern on Dancing with Words, Dancing with Wisdom on the BBM Global Network as she and her guests show you how words map our experiences, immersing you in a sound bath that relaxes your muscles, opens your mind, and supports you in co-creating your extraordinary life.
1: There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the Southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians and Four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History in the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at Les des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www at dot www.aliceasmarinternational.com
0: and email Alice at
2: Welcome back. You are listening to A Flame Ministry and I am your host Pastor Kathleen Panning. We are here on TuneIn Radio and the BVM Global Network and my guest today is Dr. Mary Highland, a board and leadership development consultant who works specifically with nonprofit leaders. And we're talking about the the members of our faith communities, our congregations, who are the volunteer leaders uh, who um, take care of the day-to-day business of the the congregation. Uh, They're elected or appointed, uh, whatever you call that group. And before the break, Mary, you were talking about some of the six elements of an effective team. And we, you know... We could spend probably most of our time on this, but I want you to go through. uh, We haven't quite finished that list off, um, so please let's wrap that up, and we want to move on to some other elements with this as well. But um, what are the rest of those elements?
3: Right. Let me just remind people the first was inspiration or your purpose. Uh, Then agreements and then accountability, which we were just talking about. And the, the fourth is acknowledgement. And I'll just spend a second on this because we don't say thank you enough. If you get in front of a group and you say, have you been thanked too much? Nobody raises their <laughs> hands. Um, mm-hmm. And so acknowledging each other individually, but also acknowledging the accomplishments of the group. Take time mm-hmm. to stop. And think about what have we done that has not just advanced our purpose or helped us achieve our purpose, but has done other things that enhance our organization or uh, really built our community or honored people. Um, But within our group, let's appreciate and acknowledge each other. That's so important. And right. the, the last two quickly are renewal, which just means you're going to go back and look at your agreements. You're going to go back and revisit your purpose. You're going to go back and, and just check in with each other. Uh, are we on track? Do we need to tweak anything? And then the final one that Dr. Pruitt has in her model is uh, mastery, which is keep doing it, you know, like anything else, do it over and over again, practice. So practice all these steps. I think overall, my personal take is that it's about being intentional. It's about being intentional mm. in how we are as a group together. And, and often of that course, doesn't happen. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We're not purposeful. We're, and we're busy. You know, I really want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. It's not like you don't have enough to do. It's, it's <laughs> hard to step back and say, well, let's just be thoughtful for a moment. And there's going to be uh-huh. people on your team who are really the go-getters who who feel impatient with that. And that's okay, but it is important to acknowledge that uh-huh. once in a while we need to stop and think about how are we being together as a team. And, right. you know, all of these things, the dysfunctions are are related to the opposite of all these things. Um, but you uh-huh. w- we, we, we can't talk about teams without talking about trust, though. Yeah. And, and that's one big to, thing it it really is, and I want to invite your your readers to to pause for a second and and think what is trust? what are you thinking trust is? what is a word or two that is trust for you and did I say readers I'm, or listeners yeah, <laughs> <I'm sorry>. yeah. <laughs> I, I I do that but A lot of people come up with words like honesty, um, following your commitments, doing what you say you're going to do, communication. Those are types of trust. But trust is really a feeling, isn't it? You know, you feel like you trust somebody. And it really is confidence. That's the word Mm. I use to define trust, is confidence, because you have confidence that the other person is going to have your best interests at heart at best or not harm you at worst in the worst case. So trust Hmm. is a feeling. And a lot of the things we associate with trust are really different types of trust or trust behaviors. So really having insights about trust can help your team.
2: really can. And and one of the things I've learned is that of all the kind of – Elements in leadership, trust is one of the ones that's the most difficult to build, and it takes time to develop. Mm-hmm. Most people don't mm-hmm. trust immediately, and uh, there's so many things that can destroy trust, um, and yet, it, and it takes time then to rebuild. Even longer to rebuild uh-huh. it once yeah. it's lost. That's right. So, yeah. So much. So you. There are different types of trust. What are some of those?
3: Well, um, I've done some research and I identified, kind of came up with a model uh, that reflects three types. One, I call calculus-based trust. That's not a very good word or or name, but that's the trust we have every day that gets us out of bed. I mean, we you drive on the road, for example, and you just trust that the person is going to stay in their lane on the other side. And I say calculus-based because what that means is you're not really, you don't have to know the person. It's not personal. It's just you make a judgment call that it's going to be okay out there and other people are going to do what they're supposed to do. The second type is knowledge-based trust and this is trust builds as you get to know somebody and knowledge-based trust includes communication trust, agreement trust and competency. One thing I learned that I was surprised is that, you know, we trust people because we think they're competent to do their jobs. So if you want to build trust on a team, one way to do that is to help everyone understand what you're good at, what your competencies are. And the third kind Mm -hmm. of trust this was a surprise in my research was identification based trust where you go beyond just knowing the person you identify with them. And that can be things that happen where you look uh, in your team, you're looking for things that you have in common. You're trying to be intentional about building trust. So you want to get to know each other, but you want to go to that next level. That's a little more personal and it's okay Because we can be appropriate with each other, but we can be personal. And in my career, you know, there was this idea that, you know, personal stays out of the workplace. Well, that really isn't true. We have to get personal to be in really strong trusting relationships with each other, at least in terms of what we know and understand about each other. So I don't know if if that's been your experience, Kathleen. Oh yeah,
2: especially in faith communities that there's much more of uh, that personal there. and if it when it's not there, the the level of trust is less um, as mm-hmm. as well. So um, it's more faith communities tend to be more like family um, in the broadest sense of the term. So yeah, we need that that trust on that more personal level to be there as well um and you've got some ideas for uh trust building strategies but we have to take another break and we'll leave some of that for when we come back so stay tuned because we're coming right back
0: Tune into It's All About You with host Dr. Martha Latz, a lively weekly broadcast on BBM Global Network, one of the most empowering shows for time-starved, overscheduled multitaskers. The professional expertise of Dr. Latz is directly available live every Thursday at 1 p.m. to answer and address concerns about relationships, life transitions of career, meeting, dating, and committed relationships. It's All About You with Dr. Latz will expand your understanding of current, and concerns across your relationships by broadening and expanding possible solutions in developing skills for mutually desired outcomes. Dr. Martha's expertise is as a licensed marriage and family therapist, life, transition coach, and all things to do with communication at work, home, and with friends. Check out her
1: website at auniquetherapycenter.com. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to a Flame Ministry. I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. We are here on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And my guest today is Dr. Mary Highland, uh, and we're talking about um, leadership for the volunteer leaders of a faith community, uh, the board, council, whatever term you have within your congregation. Um, and Mary, that's Mary's expertise uh, as she's a board and leadership development consultant for nonprofits. So before the break, Mary, we were talking about the types of trust and building trust within a, a leadership team, uh, that leadership board. And you've got some trust building strategies that uh, you know or have developed. Please share some of those with us. I think those are really important for any leadership team.
3: They are, and they they overlap. Some of them relate to what we've already talked about. But the first thing, and this really speaks to whoever leads your group, whoever's your your team coach or your team captain, uh, whatever word you use for that, The first strategy that's so important, and it's also how you create trust, is to create safety. You know, if people don't feel safe in the group, they aren't going to share their ideas. They aren't going to share their concerns. And again, this can be at the personal level where, you know, if you're in a group and there's not a lot of safety, you all might be really functioning more at the intellectual sharing ideas out of your your minds, but you're not sharing your feelings or the things that you care about at a way that brings the group into much more uh, a higher level of effectiveness. In order to do that, you really have to be willing to be vulnerable yourself. Uh, you yeah. have to model this and create safety for your group. So be be proactive and taking a little risk um, for yourself. Uh, invite others to share open it up for people, and and start small. You know, you don't have to be doing some huge disclosure of a personal trauma here. I'm not talking (laughs) about that. Just small things that begin to help people feel like, oh, well, he was open about that, so it's okay for me to be open, and there wasn't any negative response. So creating safety for people to feel like they can share and really bring out their best in your group is really important. And as you talk about
2: that, I'm thinking back to what you also said about creating an agreement about how we relate to each other. Because if somebody starts to share something, it's really important to have that agreement ahead of time that nobody's going to be put down for what they say. There's not going to be, you know, the kinds of comebacks and, uh, cutting somebody off or whatever when they're in the midst of that. And that's going to help create safety as well.
3: It is. You know, one agreement, as you say that, that came to mind that um, I encourage groups to have is don't make it personal. In other words, talk about the issues, share something personal. But when you're talking to the other person or you're you're reacting to the other person. You're reacting to ideas. You're not making the person wrong or bad. You're saying, you know, I don't right. agree with that. And you're using I messages, which is about yeah. you. You're not saying, right. well, what you just said is really not for us. You know, that isn't mm-hmm. going to create trust and safety. So. No. Um, no. And, and it goes right to, the, to another strategy, which is be open and responsive. What you want to do is seek to understand the other person. I love this from Stephen Covey before you seek to have people understand you. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so often we're there to promote our ideas and, you know, get everybody to agree with us, but really your team is going to be stronger if you're, First, saying to each other, you know, I'm trying to understand what you meant. Uh, ask questions, uh, inquire, and then give feedback in a way that says, this is what I think you said. Is that right? You know, check in mm-hmm. with each other. Yeah. That and can that's be all really
2: powerful. Yeah, that's all about the communication skills, which we don't mm-hmm. teach really well these days. So may need to do some teaching with that to, to effectively do this as well.
3: That's right. And it goes right back to your agreements, because when you're when you're creating agreements, it's an opportunity to teach each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, interrupting can be a behavior that is a challenge for this strategy of being open and responsive. Um, Mm -hmm. I see that a lot sometimes in groups where some people just feel like. They have to be the one talking all the time. So that can be really a problem. And again, agreements can work with that. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about being accountable. That's really, really important. Um, One dimension of being accountable is, and this I think relates to those of you that are working, a volunteer group is working with a staff member, is be sure that you are deliberate about discussing your expectations. You know, it's hard Ah, to build trust and hold people accountable if you don't have the same agreements about this is my job and that's your job. And this is our boundaries around that. In other words, I I know I'm accountable for this part, but you're accountable for that part. If there's overlap and lack of clarity, that can create problems for everybody. And I think that's so important when you've got a volunteer leadership group that's got authority over a staff person who is, yeah. you know, there every day uh, and working in a very different kind of capacity. So yeah, those that, things are all aware of.
2: One of those things is that's sometimes talked about in uh, faith communities amongst. Uh, the, the clergy is the unspoken expectations, uh, and that's exactly what you're talking about, and how rampant they can be within a faith community, including that leadership board, uh, as far as what the uh, the official leader pastor priest rabbi is supposed to be doing but it's also about what the board is supposed to be doing so yes clarifying those expectations can be a really good thing to do uh, we have to take another break and i know you have some more of um, uh, trust building strategies so this is a flame ministry we're here on the bbm global network tune in tune and radio stay tuned because we got more to talk about
0: The opiate epidemic has reached crisis levels, and with so many families affected by addiction, opiate-related drug overdoses, and death, the time is now to have a real constructive conversation about addiction that could lead to better prevention, treatment, and recovery. Alan Charles, author and keynote speaker on drug abuse and prevention, presents The Alan Charles Show. Alan brings a message of hope, sharing his unbelievable story of surviving a 24-year addiction to cocaine and highlights from his memoir, Walking Out the Other Side, an addict's journey from loneliness to life. His raw honesty and courageous heart breaks the stigma of addiction and offers a unique perspective into the mind of an addict. Join Alan each week as he brings his listeners to a true understanding of the grip of addiction. It is only with this understanding that we can begin to heal. The Alan Charles Show, Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern on the BBM Global Network.
1: There are artists and then there's Alan. study in Paris at L'Ecole des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com,
0: www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com.
2: Welcome back. I am Pastor Kathleen Pan your host for a flame ministry and we are here on TuneIn Radio and the BBM Global Network. My guest is Dr. Mary Highland and we are talking about the volunteer leadership group, uh board, council, whatever that term is within your congregation, uh, and some ideas for making them very effective leaders because Mary is a board and leadership development consultant who works specifically with nonprofit boards and leaders. And before the break, Mary, we were talking about uh, six trust-building strategies that you have developed for teams, and we just got done talking about Getting the expectations clear. But there's three more um, to go. So keep going. Let us hear what these
3: others are because trust is so important. It is. It is. Well, we already talked about one of these, which is creating a shared division and goals. But I want to highlight how that is very important for your team to be effective. But it's also a trust-building strategy because what that does is it creates the common ground. The key word there is shared vision and goals. And this is what connects you. This is what helps build your relationships in your team. And in order to be an effective team, that trust is so important, but it's also about being the foundation of your relationships with each other. And you know that there's a big difference between being a group of people just organized to work on something together and really being a team. And that's that Mm -hmm. qualitative element of trusting each other and being in relationship with each other. So that's really important. Another uh, strategy is about how we share information with each other. And we, we can build trust when we do that or not. Um, so one of the key mm-hmm. things is to be proactive about that. And the other is to, again, is getting to know each other, to build trust is to understand people's communication styles. You know, I, I remember a story with an executive I was working with, and he found out that the, the chair of his board didn't really like email. But boy, would she mm. pick up the phone or would she check her voicemail? And so he had, he was much more effective in building a, a relationship with her when he understood what her preferences were. So take time in your team to know what uh, is your communication style. Some people like lots of information. Some people want to know just the bottom line. So that's mm-hmm. very important there. And finally yeah. – um, we talked about demonstrating competence and in order to do that, you've got to know your own strengths and your own weaknesses, Mm -hmm. you know, leader, know thyself kind of thing is really important. Um, And you talked earlier, Kathleen, about the importance of being open to learning and, Mm -hmm. and being open to change and development. That's a way you demonstrate competence that you are going to, be willing to learn and grow and add to your skill set and add to your knowledge. Um, So that's, it's not just about your resume, it's about, you know, people having confidence that you're able to do what you say you're going to do and that you're open to feedback about that. So those are the additional um, strategies and, you know, you can see that they all overlap to some extent but they really are about relationship. And also uh, I think one key thing, again, in these strategies is the leader of the team has such an important role in uh, talking about your agreements, bringing the agreements up, if people are going astray. Um, All of this is really important to keep alive in your group and your leader um, his role is to be the facilitator of that, you know, not to be the dictator. I hate to say that, but I've seen that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but yeah. to be the facilitator of engaging everybody in the group. So, I, yeah, you're saying, yeah, you must have experience with that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and that goes both ways because I, it can be the elected leader, like the chairman or president or whatever that term is or it can be the um the pastor priest imam whoever that the you know the paid staff leader um and mm-hmm. they're not necessarily one in the same and sometimes there can be differences between those two people and that can then pull a group in a variety of different directions and cause problems as mm-hmm. well um and, you know, the trust the, between the, um, the, the professional leader and the volunteer leader has to be there, too. And if that chemistry isn't well built uh, or at least working on it, um, that's going to be reflected amongst the rest of the members of that leadership team, too, and it's going to really – Impair what they're able to do. So that's part
3: of the trust building, too, uh, that oh, you're, you're talking you're about. Absolutely. Absolutely right. In fact, all this trust building knowledge came to me, or at least was reinforced with me, because my research in my doctoral work when I got my PhD was exactly what you said. It was about, focused on that relationship between the paid leader and the volunteer chairperson or president, is how is that Mm -hmm. relationship going? And how does it affect the rest of the group? And you're so right, Kathleen, it's really starts there. If that relationship Mm -hmm. is not strong, the rest of the group can shut down, uh, regardless, you know, of how much they have relationships. Right, uh, they can test. shut down. And I, I also wanted
2: to bring up a, a little thing, a little thing, um, a comment about when you talked about uh, sharing information. I've seen situations where someone, um, maybe a staff person, maybe somebody, a volunteer on a, a board, is keeping information to themselves. For a variety mm. of reasons. And um, whenever that happens and it becomes known that that's happening, it really impacts the trust within the group. So, what you said is really important about being open about that information. And unfortunately, we have to take another break, uh, and our time is quickly coming to an end. So, this is the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. Uh, you're listening to A Flame Ministry. But stay tuned because there is
4: still more to come. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.BetterHomeAndGarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective, and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeandGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor covering, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high quality brand name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own
0: Sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them. We discover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on the VBM Global Network and Tune In Radio.
2: Welcome back. This is a flame ministry, and I am your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning, here on the BBM Global Network and Tune In Radio. And my guest today is Dr. Mary Highland, a board and leadership development cult consultant who works specifically with nonprofit leaders and their boards. And Mary, we've been talking about. Um, A good leadership team, the volunteers within a congregation and how to build trust and some of the elements uh, that make for an effective team. And we could talk a lot more about this. So is there anything that we have missed that you feel really important to share uh, or anything you want to give a little extra punch to? Because we're just about out of time. (laughs)
3: Okay, Kathleen, thank you. Time goes so fast when you're having fun here. Um, yeah. Well, I think I want to you know, kind of just remind people that we talked about purpose, we talked about getting the right people, and we talked about process, and that's how you're going to get positive performance from your team. And when we talk about process, I just wanted to add a couple of things there that Recruiting and orienting people is – are, those are critical processes that I see are not as intentional as they could be. And, you know, this is not a, a, a conversation about what those are and how they should be, but I just wanted to be sure that people, when you think about, okay, we've got – we need some people – then look to processes to how are you getting people? How are you recruiting? Are you being uh, clear about what you need in your group? And I do understand that some of you don't have a lot of options. There are things that are prescribed, but when it isn't prescribed and you have some options, be very thoughtful about that. And then also be confident that you can find the people you need. One of the things that gets in the way of recruiting the right people or finding the people you need is that you don't think you can. And so that mindset and that belief that there's nobody out there like this uh, can get in your way. And then that other dimension is orienting them and you know, when you get these agreements in place, when you're clear about your purpose, all the things we've talked about, be sure that when someone new steps on your team that you're taking the time to let them know about those things. These are the things we've agreed. These are the ground rules how we are together. So those are the uh, things, you know, be intentional and work on being in relationship with each other.
2: All of that is so important, and I get the feeling we could do a whole other show on all of that. So maybe we will at some future time. Mary, thank you so much for being here today. And again, for people to get in touch with uh, Dr. Mary Highland, go to www.hylandconsulting.org. Or you can uh, email Mary at mary at org, uh, And by the way, at her website, she has a free gift for anybody who goes there. Um, and if you want a consultation with her, go to talkwithmary.com. And there's a way to sign up for that. Uh, There, And for the rest of you to know, um, some of the things that we've been talking about, about communication styles and leadership, there's material that I work with called How to Fascinate um, that also works with this and lets people know some of their communication styles, their gifts – and that's an easy way to also build on working trust and teams and understanding each other and personal relationships. So contact me about doing that and learning more about that. And you can contact me through uh, aflame ministry consulting.com or on um, Facebook. Also at a flame ministry consulting, and you can find me in both places uh, and both ways. So, as I always end the show, everybody, please for today, find three things that you are grateful for, and one way, or at least three things, and at least one way to share a little bit of God's love with someone else today a smile. Um, uh, whatever a thank you whatever it may be and come back again next week for another show this is a flame ministry i'm your host pastor kathleen panning god bless until we meet again
0: this has been A Flame Ministry with your host, Pastor Kathleen Panning. Tune in each week as Kathleen guides you through the many challenges that face our faith based communities today as she ignites the ministry of your faith community so that more people can hear the message of God's love. On Kathleen Panning's A Flame Ministry,
1: you've been listening to the BBM Global Network.